Once upon a time. In a land far away. I'm Katrina. And I'm Jeff. And welcome to the Fairy Tellers Podcast. Myth, legend, folklore, fable. We explore what they say about cultures then and now. Grab a hot cup of cocoa and a comfy seat. While we retell you a thing. Welcome back. We have a surprise episode for everybody. Surprise! So, most of the world right now knows the pandemic that's going on. Mm. And there are a lot of people that are spending more time at home, us included. Yep. But luckily, Jeff and I are always social distancing with each other. (laughs) Yep. I make it a rule not to get within 500 <laughs> miles of Katrina at any time, just to be sure. <laughs> just to be sure I don't like cough on you. So while we had all this extra spare time, we figured we might as well make a bonus episode because we don't normally release on the fourth Friday every month. We do first and third and sometimes fifth if there's a fifth Friday. But this one's a weird one. Completely unprecedented. We're going to do something also a little different from our usual episodes, because normally our format is pretty much set of story time and then discussion. But today, Jeff had a really fun, awesome idea for something that we could do. Yeah, I have uh, been somewhat obsessed lately with Dungeons and Dragons. I... As huge of a nerd as I am, surprisingly haven't played Dungeons and Dragons until pretty recently, like two years ago. But I like love it and I wish I could go back in time and start playing from like the time I was 10 years old. So being inspired by Dungeons and Dragons, we thought it might be fun to do kind of like a character alignment chart with different fairy tale creatures. And the character alignment thing is kind of like a meme in and of itself. So I'll, you may be familiar with it having no knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, but what it is, it's like, you know, lawful good, lawful evil, that sort of thing. So basically what the alignment is, it's a way to describe the behavior of a character that you play or that you, you that's a non-player character in Dungeons and Dragons. And it's basically aligned on two axes and makes like a matrix of like nine different categories. So on one end you have lawful to chaotic And so lawful being like, you follow the rules, you follow the law, and chaotic being, you don't, you do whatever you want. And then you have, on the other side, the matrix from good to evil, and good basically being somewhat defined by like um, selflessness, so, you know, your ability to put the needs of others before yourself, and evil basically being selfish, so you do things for your own ends. So a a couple good examples of like things would be like you talk about lawful good would be someone that wants to do what's right, wants to do what's best for others, but they're also going to follow like the letter of the law in order to do so. And then on the other side of that, where you have lawful evil, you'd be like, oh, how can someone follow the rules, but do it for an evil purpose? It's like, well, they're very much about finding the rules and exploiting the rules and the loopholes in order to help themselves. So we thought it might be fun to just discuss different fairy tale characters and try to put them in these different groups. And, you know, we'll probably disagree and and try to figure out why. And we'll hopefully learn a little bit about some of these character types as we go along. Yes. So between these two things, you have nine alignments you could fall under. Because in between lawful and chaotic, you have a neutral. And in between 
good and evil, you also have a neutral. So it's like you could go either way on being lawful or chaotic, or you could really go either way on being good or evil. Putting right at the center, true neutral, which is, you know, just a really weird, who knows what they're going to do. They could do anything really, but they're not chaotic at the same time. So it's just kind of like, how do you describe true neutral? It'll be a challenge to see if we could f- come up with a fairy tale or fairy tale, <laughs> you know, archetype that is that is truly neutral. So just to really quickly go through all nine of them, you'd have lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. They're all good, but they have varying levels of following the rules. Then you'd have lawful neutral, true neutral, and chaotic neutral. So they're all neutral as far as good and evil is concerned. They're not much concerned with that, but you have the, the variation on whether they're trying to abide by the rules or whether they're just doing whatever they want. And then you have lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Again, they're all evil. They're all looking out for themselves. But the way they go about it is different. Lawful evil is going to go by the book and follow rules and codes and laws and loyalties in order to manipulate people and get what they want. Neutral is doesn't care much either way. And then chaotic evil is just going to do bad stuff and do whatever they want uh, as long as it gets them what they need in the end. So, so, and also we've written down some characters. I think I put like 20 different characters inside of this cup. I've got a mug. It has two doves on it and it says, I dove you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed with birds. (laughs) She really is. If you haven't noticed. So I've got about 24 character names inside of my bird mug. And so we're going to pull one out and then we will we'll not stop until all 24 are now just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to do the shuffling of the paper really close to the mic. So that it's like, Oh, we have a sound studio. Yeah. Like, just kidding. It's a mug. Our sound studio is a mug. So the first one I pulled out is Cinderella. Cinderella. So first of all, if you've been listening to the podcast, we are going to have to decide what Cinderella we're talking about. Yeah. Because Jean Baptiste Basile's Cinderella that decapitates a woman <laughs> is different from Charles Perrault's, like the French Cinderella that we all yeah. know from the movie. So which one should we do? Or do you want yeah, to do I don't both? Know. Well, here, we can do both. I feel like, and we also in that episode talked about the Grimm's version and the Grimm version and the Charles Perrault, Charles Perrault version are pretty similar as far as their behavior. Yeah. So we could do that one. And then just for fun, we could see what we want to think about the Jean-Baptiste Basile one. But let's start with, you know, the classic Cinderella that people would think of when they think Cinderella. So for thinking classic Cinderella. I mean, she's I definitely like she's just, good. Yeah, I feel like she's just basically lawful good like she follows the rules she does even when they're like totally to her own detriment like she didn't yeah well she does sneak out of the house when she's been told not to oh i guess that's true that's like but that's like the first rule that she ever breaks yeah so that's kind of that's like a break from her usual character as a person so what we're saying is that she starts off as lawful good, but then she has a bit of an alignment shift towards the end where she decides to yeah. be a little bit more of a rule breaker. Yeah. I mean, lawful good does seem pretty good. Cause like you said, it is pretty much just that one thing. That's the only thing that she does. that's like not 
in character. Yeah. And it's like it's Because because she even follow she even follows like the fairy godmother's rules of like you need to be back at this time. Yeah. You need to make sure that this happens and this happens. And she's like, okay, I will follow those rules exactly. So the only time that she doesn't follow a rule is when she decides that she's like, no, I'm going to that party anyway. Right. And she's like kind of always putting others before herself. Like in the, I think it's the Grimm's one where she talks about how like she always had, you know, her mother had said that you always need to be kind. Like when her father went away on like whatever trip she asked him instead of for a gift for herself, like, oh, give me the first twig that brushes you on the way back because I want to remember like the great adventure that you had or whatever, you know? So it's like, yeah. she's always doing stuff for other people. So yeah, lo- totally lawful good with, you know, the exception of breaking the rules to sneak off uh, to win the prince's heart and become happy forever after. Yes. What about the one that decapitates? So the one that decapitates. Chaotic? <laughs> Good? No. I'm kind of thinking maybe she's like neutral, not true neutral for sure, but because she just kind of like was, she was swayed. That's the thing. It was like, it wasn't her idea to kill. Well, the but the, the, her, the late, her governess was like, oh, if you were to kill her, then maybe then I would be your mom. And so she did something evil to get what she wanted. So yeah, for her own self too. For her own self. So I feel like that's evil. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's she, evil too. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like murdering somebody for your own self-interest. Is pretty evil. Yeah, because even in the story it said like the only thing that that woman had done to her thus far was like would give her the Give her dirty eye. looks, yeah. And it's Man, like that's yeah, not a reason to kill somebody. <laughs> so maybe neutral, maybe neutral evil. Like. Yeah. Because like, she's, she's not chaotic. She's not evil all the time. Yeah, she's not chaotic evil. She's not constantly doing evil things. Like Yeah, and it's not like she's just like doing whatever. It's like she really is. She's not following the rules, obviously, because murder is definitely against the rule. But, you know, she was kind yeah. of swayed to do it. She'll do whatever, yeah. follow the rules or not, you know, in order to get her way. Wow. Yeah, so... You almost could not get further. We almost went to opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum for the different versions of Cinderella. It's like we have lawful good Cinderella and then we have like evil <laughs> neutral Cinderella. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. Love it. That was a great one to start off with. That was because it was like, okay, let's think about this. All right. So a second one. Okay. On the paper, I wrote devil's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> who isn't anything i mean <laughs> i meant devil's grandmother but i think i got confused while i was just writing really quickly uh, so this one this one is devil's grandmother yeah and i'll just if you haven't heard of this story just super quickly there are these soldiers that need to get out of a sticky situation make a deal with the devil but they can only get out of it by solving a riddle they're trying to find a way to not lose their eternal souls. So they end up tracking down the devil's grandmother in the middle of the woods who decides to help them by tricking the devil into giving away the answer to the riddle, helping our protagonists escape being taken into the clutches of her own grandson, the devil. Yeah. And she like feeds them cookies. Yeah. She like gives them like a good meal. I feel like like she's chaotic. I feel like she's chaotic. Good. Yeah. That could make sense. I'm trying to think because she is good. It gets tricky because there's a whole thing of perspective. Like what she did is not good for her son. 
No. Or her, gra- her grandson, excuse me. Her grandson, me. yeah. But it was good for another person. But it is kind of like, she was kind of chaotic. She's like, oh, whatever, you know, this would, this would be fun. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like she goes completely against her own family's self-interest just to do something good. Yeah, like just for kicks. Yeah, that she was like, oh, yeah, I'll help you, like, my grandson. Because, like, I mean, it sounds like, for her grandson to lose those three guys' souls, it probably wouldn't have put the devil out, like, too much. Yeah. But to the three guys whose souls they were... Yeah, it, it was very hell. It, it was, was... Yeah. Yeah. She definitely... So, I mean... Yeah, she's definitely maybe far she was from like, lawful. Oh, this like, yeah, she's far from lawful, but I feel because like she kind of was like, oh, there's... I'd rather just help out these guys, even though it makes no sense. Yeah. No, you're totally right. I think I think chaotic good is exactly what it is, because... You know, she if she was like lawful good or that, well, maybe not lawful good, but you can make your argument either way. But it's like they made a deal. You know, you made a deal with the devil. You've been getting all these benefits. You got this magical golden whip that gives you as much gold as you want. Like, yeah, you knew what it was when you signed signed up. up, You pay the price. You follow through. But now she's like, oh, forget that. We'll get you out of this. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. Chaotic good. (laughs) Devil's grandmother. Chaotic good. Uh, All grandmothers are chaotic good. Not all, but you know what I mean. Like, I think probably the stereotypical grandmother's chaotic good. Like, you know, a you're, stereotype like, for grandmas. They're you go chaotic to their house. Good. You go to their house, and um, you know, your parents are like, "Oh, well, you can't have you know ice cream before you eat dinner." But at grandma's house, it's like, "Come on, let's go get some ice cream." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah. The kids no, go over and they just break right. all the rules because they're putting. You know, they want to make these kids so happy. Yeah, they're like, I want to do good things that just make you happy, even though it makes no <laughs> sense and it's really irresponsible. <laughs> Grandmothers are like, I can do whatever I want. Love it. That's awesome. All right. So next one. Okay, so we have Sleeping Beauty. Ugh. Ugh. I'm so torn. <laughs> I'm so torn. Because she doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, she sleeps. She was a baby. And somebody cursed her for something she didn't do. Yeah. And then she goes and magical sleep. And then her parents, yeah, her parents left her alone in the house. And it's not like they left her alone saying, don't go upstairs to that room. They didn't tell her anything. They just like, they thought they had taken care of all the spindles. So it's hard because she doesn't really. She doesn't really act. Do anything. She just is like acted upon constantly. Like she is kissed by the prince. Well, depending on the version too, but yeah. But most of the versions, she really is just pretty. That She may be the best case for true neutral. Yeah. That there's just nothing about her. Maybe true neutral means you're super boring <laughs> or, you know, or, or neutral good because she also like, um, you know, like she, Maybe with her, we just don't have enough information on her as a person. Yeah. Because she just, yeah, like in her own story that's named after her, she's more of a prop. <laughs> yeah, so sad. I've met sausages in Grimm's Brothers stories that have more <laughs> personality. Oh, man. Yeah. If I, you... hope, I hope nobody ever says that about me. That'd be like the meanest <laughs> thing to say. I've, I've met, so- met sausages who have more personality than you. <laughs> <laughs> that is sunburn. It was. It's a German sausage, so I mean, it's not as bad as if it were just any old sausage. Someday I want to tell that story, just to tell it—the story of the 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 bird, the mouse, and the sausage. 
Maybe if we're in quarantine long enough, that will be another episode is me just telling that story because it's hilarious. I want to hear it. I actually still don't know. I purposely haven't read it because I want to hear your your retelling of it. So, yeah, if we're all still in quarantine next Saturday. Yeah. So, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty is a non- is not not applicable. Need need more yeah, information. Need more information. So, next one. We have wolves. 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 It's like Aesop's Fables wolves. Well, or just fairy tale wolves. Fair, yeah, they're all kind of... There, there are a few mythological stories where wolves are good and helpful. Usually... I feel like it's usually like the female wolves that are good and helpful in uh, mythologies. Hmm. Speaking just about Europe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As we talked about before, North America, it's completely different. That's true. So we'll be, I'm thinking a gut check is going to be chaotic evil. Yeah. They don't follow any laws. They they just do whatever they can to get whatever they want. They'll, they'll eat your grandma and dress in her clothes. Yeah. They'll play little games to trick you into getting close enough that they can gobble you up. Yeah. Even after they're already full of eating your grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Pretty you say chaotic like, evil. Yeah. And so here I'll make a side note. In like, in D&D, they talk to about, which we won't be following because as we've talked about, animals, especially in Aesop's fables and in fairy tales are often, you know, taking on human characteristics. But it's like lots of like animals, they're like unaligned because- Kind of kind of like Sleeping Beauty. That's what we should say for Sleeping Beauty. She's unaligned because she doesn't have enough wherewithal to act enough to really <laughs> be acting in accordance with any alignment or not. I'm just yeah, kidding, she's not Sleeping Beauty. With, Whoever we just need told more information your story, about we just need her. more information about her. But, but, so, you know, a, a, an animal in real life, a real life wolf would be unaligned because it's not good, it's not evil, it's just a wolf. But normally you know, D&D rules, animals are unaligned. Right. But, but Aesop fables and fairy tale it's wolves. talking about people, yeah. Yeah, so we're going chaotic evil. Yeah. Think we're agreed. All right. The next one is Dulahad. Dulahad, my favorite. So again, another recap. Dulahan is basically the headless horseman from Ireland who is like twenty million times more terrifying. He ha- carries around his own rotting head that looks like rotting cheese. He has a whip made out of a human spinal column that he'll use to like whip you in the face and blind if, you by hitting you in the eyes. Okay, but qu- he will whip you in the face with his spinal column whip if he catches you doing something bad to like mm. hurt another person. Yeah. So, and, and he-, he goes to collect souls. That's After the people have already died, he doesn't kill anybody. I st- I stress I stress all of those things. Yes, but and he calls your name, and if he calls your name, that means you're going to die, and then he'll go and collect your soul. Yeah, so he's giving you fair warning. Yeah. That you know what? I was... as terrifying as he would look <laughs> coming after you. He might be lawful good. He might be lawful good. That's so <laughs> weird. No. It is so weird. <laughs> because he looks horrifying. But it's like how sometimes you'll like see somebody like on the street and like a biker or something and they like 
stop their bike and then like help a grandma like cross yeah. the street no you're right and they're like, like you talk yeah and they're like they're like yeah i look scary yes i have brass knuckles in my pocket yes i will hit you in the face <laughs> if i see you hurting an animal <laughs> yeah like they, they're like i kill there's that like article that goes Child around all the time blasters. about like you know hell's angels or like a biker gang that goes with like children into court mm-hmm. like when they're like testifying against like abusers or something like that to be like hey we'll we're on this kid's side oh my gosh what a revelation yeah, I think, I how think could you Dula say Han. something so controversial yet so brave <laughs> <laughs> Dulahan is I lawful like, good I think Dulahan is lawful good <laughs> which is I, like yeah I want to argue with you so bad but I just can't Cause yeah, it's like he can wear whatever he wants or like have whatever tools he wants, but all of his actions point to him. He follows a code of ethics. Yes. That are based on like laws of like right and wrong. And he aligns with good. He aligns with good. In the, uh, here's where I'll push back a little bit and say maybe lawful neutral in the sense that he's not really good or evil in the sense that he's not doing Mm. anything for himself and he's not really doing it. For other people, he's just following the rules that are, like, before him with no consequence to whether it be good or evil. But you don't think that, like, because in in the tales it says that, like, like if he hears a man stumbling drunkly outside going to attack a woman, he will go to them purposefully to maim a guy who's doing bad. And and to do it. To for for the woman or the person that would be a victim of this person. Okay, you know what? You convinced me. We switch it back. Lawful good confirmed. Well, because I was saying, like, I think you're right when you say like neutral good. Right, but when when he's doing his job, and his job is to warn people that they're about to die and then collect their souls. That's his job. Right, but his, and so like, he's neutral good when he does his job. <laughs> yeah, but his side hobby is of attacking would be rapists. <laughs> Whip. Yep. <laughs> so I feel Which, like, yeah. And I'd say that's the truer show of his actual character, too. So, yeah. We were, we're going to go. You heard it here first, folks. Doolahan <laughs> is lawful good. <laughs> I love this game so much. <laughs> Me, too. It's way, it's even more fun than I thought it would be. Me, too. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited now. As opposed to before when I was like, <laughs> You're this, like oh, is this is a gonna miserable be the worst thing, episode you know? <laughs> ever. Okay, so this one is one that we haven't covered before but might be familiar to people. The little red hen. So to recap that one really quick, there is a little red hen and she finds a a wheat seed kernel. And she, like, asks all of her friends that are other animals, like, oh, pig, do you want to help me do this, to plant this? And and all of them are like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And every single process, she asks her friends if they will help her. And they're all like, no, that sounds like too much work. It's too much work. And finally, at the end, after she does all the things of, like, growing the wheat, threshing it, taking it to the mill to grind into flour, baking it to bread, she's done all this work all by herself. And then she asks, like, who wants to come and eat this bread with me? And all of her friends are suddenly like, I do. I want to come and eat the bread. And she's like, no, it's for me. And then she eats the whole thing. And that's the story of the little red hen. So clearly lawful. But where does it fall? <laughs> yeah, you she know, definitely has like a code of evil. 
ethics. She's like, you didn't I help, like, you get no food. Yeah, I feel like she's lawful neutral almost. Because it's she doesn't do it petty. Yeah. I but, feel like, I mean, sometimes the way that you tell petty. it, maybe it's a little petty. <laughs> Especially because she asks them, like, who wants to help me eat this bread? And then they're like, me. And she's like, suck it. So maybe a little petty. <laughs> but she didn't start off. The, here's the part where I think it's not evil, though, because she didn't start off this whole time trying to find a way that she would get to eat all the bread. It's not like she tricked them into not helping so that she didn't have to share yeah. it. She gave them every opportunity to help. Yeah. But they just didn't. So even though it's harsh, and I think she deserves to be a little petty. Yeah. When everyone, like, repeatedly refused to do anything to help. So, yeah. I'm... I'm I would... Lawful neutral. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Because it's, she's lawful. Whether it turns out to be good for her friends or bad for her friends, she's like, no, the rules are, if you want the bread, you have to help. Yeah. If you didn't help, that was your choice. This is what we're doing. And if any one of those animals had helped her, she would have, I, I feel in my heart, she would have let that animal eat some bread as well. She'll be yeah. like. even. I feel like even if they had just helped at the end, if they had been like, oh, we'll help. Okay, we'll help you knead the dough and bake the bread. Like, yeah. Like, I was busy before and I didn't, I wasn't thinking about your feelings, but now, like, I, I'll help you. I even think then she would have been like, okay, you did something to help. I'll give you some. Yeah, totally. Agreed. So, yeah. Lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. The little redhead. <laughs> As opposed to Dulahan. <laughs> <laughs> Who was lawful, lawful good. <laughs> <laughs> Little Redhead is lawful neutral, but Dulahan, the man with the carries his own rotting head and a spinal column whip, is lawful good. It still is blowing my mind. <laughs> okay, so next one. So the princess from east of the sun, west of the moon. Hmm. I don't think we can give everybody a short recap of that story. Oh my it's gosh, kind of it's so one. long. But basically, she's a princess who goes on a quest to save a prince. Yes. After she finds out that he's a prince. After she finds out he's a prince. But she kind of fell in love with him before she knew that he was a prince as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that is an important part of her character. So here's the thing I think is a, a key point that people need to understand. She, when it, she found out there was some like magical lingo that ha that was accidentally broken by her that made it so that she couldn't be with the prince and he had to go away back to his kingdom. And he said, you're never going to be able to get there. It'll be super dangerous. Do not come after me. I'm sorry. This sucks. And was like, peace out. And she was like, nope, I will dedicate my entire life to getting you back or die trying, basically. Yeah. So definitely good. Yeah. It, <sighs> it might she, be... She's kind of doing it for herself, too, though. Yes. Because even at the beginning, when she went with the prince, he was disguised as a white bear. Yes. But she went with him. She went with him willingly. She went with him willingly, but, but he begrudgingly. traded. Yeah, but begrudgingly. But he was giving her family lots of riches. And so, again, she was doing it for kind for of that beginning part reasons. for her own self-interest. I I would argue but the I other mean, way, though. I would say she was doing it oh, for I guess her family. That's true, she, that's true. She did it for her family. And then she was also, I think, even though she loved, like, the prince, she was doing it for the prince, too, because he was going to have to marry a troll because she had broken a promise. Yeah, yeah. And so she that's was going to free him. 
by working really, really hard to free him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, would, right, she, so be, I feel pre- would she be neutral good? That's what I'm kind of thinking because she is a rule breaker. Yeah. Like all all along the way. She yeah. does. So the rule was she, was she wasn't supposed to see what the prince looked like. So he was a bear during the day, but then he would turn into a human form at night. And so he, he would always come in. He was a bear on the streets. And then. <laughs> but a prince in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so so she wasn't supposed to see him and so that was the thing she wanted to see what he looked like when he turned into a human so she brought a candle so she didn't follow the rules that he had set saying like you know you can't do this and he made his point very clear and even the yeah. same thing like she wasn't supposed you're not supposed to be able to travel to the east of the sun west of the moon but she went all along and like did all these things like to to you know push that poor South wind, which wind was it? The south wind that was the strongest? The Doesn't north matter. Wind. The, the north wind to like take to these limits to get back there. Yeah. But then also when she got up there, I mean, she she felt fine lying to the troll princess. Yeah. She felt fine scheming. So she feels fine scheming and lying and doing unlawful things as long as she thinks it's for good. Right. So yeah. Neutral good. Neutral good. Because she does, she usually makes good choices, right. but she does not care how you feel about them. Yeah. Or like yeah. the laws of the land are, are irrelevant. Yeah. Nice. These people are not really lining up where I thought that like, they, no, they're not. Like when it's, I, yeah. It's like, once you think about them more, you're suddenly like, wait, okay. I see how, why you live your life the way you do, but that's not what I was expecting from yeah. you. Yeah. Like the devil's grandmother. Chaotic <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Here's another one I don't know if we're going to want to get into because it's sheep. So again, when we're talking about animals, we're usually talking about Aesop, sh- Aesop fable sheep. But I yeah. feel like the sheep are a lot like um, Sleeping Beauty. Stuff just happens to the sheep. Yeah. And that's one of the things too. I was thinking like sheep are kind of like true neutral because they just kind of go along with whatever. Yeah, they're sheep. They're sheep. They follow. They're followers. And, you know, I suggested that one as being one that we do because I wanted to make sure we got something that would be at least close to true neutral. Yeah. But it's like a sheep would do basically whatever you told it to. Whether it be good, whether it be evil, whether it be lawful. Yeah. I used the sheep for evil. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly I just thought of Zootopia, which I'm like, wait, that is a thing. Yeah, she was an evil (laughs) sheep. Well, but then she used other sheep to do evil with her, like they were her partners. So those sheep just followed her. They were sheep, but she used them for evil. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't use sheep for evil. (laughs) Are you getting your kicks on Route 66? If you're passing by the Petrified Forest, make sure to stop in Joseph City on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday for Mr. G's Pizza. Ask for Andy, and if he's there, let him know that he can run from the law, but he can't run from the eyes of Zeus. Grab a slice or a whole pie to go, or enjoy Mr. G's Pizza in the back room, which features theater seats and movies perfect for the whole family. Mr. G's Pizza, the only restaurant in town worth going to. Okay. So, next one. The hare. 
Specifically from the tortoise and the hare. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing too. I don't remember you being an Aesop fable person. Aren't there other stories about hare? There are other stories about hare. I cannot think of one off of the top of my head. That's okay. So if we're thinking about the tortoise and the hare, I most people would probably, if they're familiar with like Western storytelling, they've heard this story before. A tortoise and a hare tried to do a race with each other because the the hare, the rabbit, was basically like, I can go way faster than a tortoise, obviously. So they start the race and the tortoise is like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. The moral that we tell children of the story is like slow and steady wins the race. It's not really the moral of the story, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's neither hare nor there. Um <laughs> So anyway, the rabbit is like, I'm totally going to beat him. I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to take a nap. So he goes and he takes a nap. But the tortoise just keeps going, keeps going. And then the tortoise crosses the finish line just as the hare is waking up from his nap. And he's like, oh, no, my hubris. <laughs> he lost because he was super prideful. Yeah. Basically. So I'm going to. What do you think? Um, I don't want to say he's. I don't want to say he's evil. Yeah. I don't I, know. I his pride is being super prideful and being like, like, oh, this tortoise is so slow. He sucks. He's stupid. Maybe that is evil. Yeah. Cause he chat, like, did he kind of, was he the one that instigated the race? Cause he just wanted to, yes, like, show off. Cause, yeah. He was just being a jerk. Like, the whole point of the race was, like, so he could be like, ah, look at me own this loser. Yeah. So I guess that's I mean, evil. That's, it's mean. Yeah. Arguably. Arguably. And, but I would say I was thinking on the other axis, like chaotic, because mm -hmm. he just kind of does whatever. I mean, the the rules of the race basically are really simple. It's like the first one to get to the end, but he's like, it doesn't matter. I could take a nap. I could run. I could do, you know, whatever I want mm -hmm. and I'm still going to win. And so he made really chaotic, weird, bad choices. Yeah. Because of his pride, like because of the bad tendencies that he had. Yeah. It's so maybe, yeah, he chaotic evil <laughs> i could i could make a case for chaotic neutral as well like because but yeah. no you know but but i think you're right he was kind of he was just a huge jerk i think that does push him enough the fact that he was the yeah. one that wanted to do the race because he could show off which again i don't actually remember if that's true or not but i'm pretty sure it is because i don't think that the tortoise was like do you know what would be <laughs> fun and maybe a great part of our friendship like no <laughs> i think like the rabbit was like making fun of him and somebody, if not rabbit himself was like, you guys should have a race. Yeah. So yes, the rabbit chaotic, chaotic evil. evil. <laughs> Again, all of these basically have As been opposed a surprise. To Dulon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was like the rabbit from the tortoise <laughs> on the complete opposite spectrum. <laughs> That's Dulon, <laughs> and not in the way you would think. Uh, this is my new favorite game. We're going to do this oh, all man. the time. We really are going to go through all 24 of these because it's just too fun. I know. I'm like having so much fun. Ooh, this one will be interesting. Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. This will be good, and I think the reason it'll be good is... We haven't had one of these yet. Yeah, we haven't had one of these yet. I would agree. It's lawful evil. Yep. 
100%. I'm like, lawful evil. Because he's always like making a deal, like getting like an ironclad contract to get his own way. And he doesn't care what you think. He's going to do what he's going to do. But through these like, you know, lawful means. Yeah. And it's like, he might help you with something so that he can sneak into doing a deal. Yeah. Like he'll be like, oh, I will help you like with this chore that you're doing. But you have to give me a baby. But here's the string attached. Yeah. And he's like, cl- and so like clear and upfront about it. Yeah. Yeah. So he is pretty upfront about it. He's like, these are the rules. I am evil. <laughs> yes. Rumpelstiltskin. 100% lawful evil. Lawful evil. I'm glad we both immediately were like, this is a good one. We haven't had it yet. And we're like, yes. Yes. Lawful evil. <laughs> we should have done it on three. One, two, three. Lawful, lawful evil. evil. Oh, here's an interesting one. Mulan. So this was our last episode that we did. Yes, Mulan. Definitely not lawful. No. She She's a lawbreaker. Law. She's a lawbreaker, but for good. For good and to keep the law? Yeah. To like circumvent a the law. Circumvent the law. Yeah, she but yeah, that's true. She was circumventing the law to circumvent the law. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was like, somebody from our family has to go and it's not going to be my dad. So it's going to be me, even though that's breaking the law, but we have to follow the law. Would she be neutral good? Okay. Neutral chaotic good or, lawful? Yeah. You can't be chaotic lawful. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but she kind of is, though. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's kind of, it's hard to say. Well, I wouldn't say that she's, she's chaotic. She has very clear Chaotic, motives. no. Yeah. And so her motives weird, but that's are good. Why, and I get why you're saying, and I get why you're saying chaotic, lawful, not, well, no, never mind. What? Lawful. It's not lawful, though. You're right, but it's not chaotic good either. It's just neutral, neutral. Neutral, neutral good, good. Neutral good doesn't sound right either because she's doing it for like very specific, honorable reasons. Yeah, but that doesn't, I, but here's what we can clarify that though, because that doesn't matter. Like that just plays into the good aspect of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good true. the reason is. If she's not following the law, she's not lawful. But she's also yeah. not chaotic because she's not just doing whatever. She's yeah. just neutral very good. meticulous about it. But it does seem weird to say neutral in the, because she is so intentional, you know? Yeah. About it. But I think, you know, in the strictest definition, she would be neutral good. Yeah. But we want to give her like a bonus star for like. For being extra you know. good. Because here's the thing. Okay. She's here's like, the other she's, thing like, too, where, she's like neutral good good. <laughs> yeah. Neutral good good. And it's kind of like, again, you could get into the uh, the law of the land, you know, the law of the yes. dynasty that she was under. She was definitely breaking, but she was kind of. Nope. Never mind. I was going to say she was kind of keeping with like the familial, you know, that was a big thing to like be loyal to her family. Yeah. So she was kind of keeping with that. That's just more about her being good. But that's all about her being good. Cause she was, and then to do that, she was breaking all sorts of social norms. She was also breaking the norms of how she should behave in her family for the overall good of her family. Yeah. So, yeah. So she can't be lawful. She can't be lawful. But she's way more good than neutral. She's way more good than neutral. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. She's just good. Yeah. Like, because it's like, you can go, you can go north, you can go west, you can go northwest, but you can also go north, northwest. Right. And I feel like she's, 
Neutral good good. <laughs> Neutral good good. All right. <laughs> Official. I made that up. I'm pretty sure that that is not part of the alignment chart. No, but I love it. So that's our official, our official stance here on the Fairy Tellers podcast. Mulan is good, good. Neutral, yep. good, good. Neutral, good, good. And we will fight you if you disagree. Because we're chaotic, good, good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're good, chaotic, chaotic. <laughs> All right. Ooh. This one is fairies. This is one, I think we've mentioned it before. We've mentioned it several times, like on the podcast before, that fairies, if you think about um, Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream, it is- Thinking about him. Thinking about him real hard. It's like just straight up almost, it's just like, it's chaotic neutral. Fairies are chaotic neutral. Where like and more cha- more chaotic than neutral. <laughs> more chaotic than neutral. <laughs> They're neutral, chaotic, chaotic. <laughs> Where because it's like if I happen to like walk into a field and I'm met with like a bunch of fairies dancing in a ring, they could either decide, "Wow, we hate you," just from looking at me. They could just turn around and I'll be like, "Wow, we hate you." We are going to turn you into like a tree monster (laughs) for like just chaotic. No reason. Yeah. Or they could turn around and see me interrupt them dancing and they could be like, come dance with us and we're going to shower you with beauty and the graces and we're going to give you all these wonderful like things. And now you're like more holy and special than anybody else. Just from like. They'll look about you. They're like, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Is that yeah, a phrase? so chaotic. <laughs> yeah, that's totally a phrase. If oh, not, okay. it should be. I cut, <laughs> we like the cut of your jib. I feel like I've, I feel like I've heard that before. I feel like maybe Maybe it's just it. you. I mean, I'm like, maybe part of it is a phrase. <laughs> it's like a phrase that we're that you're using completely wrong, but it also makes sense with Yeah, and because of how how securely I said it the first time, it made it <laughs> yeah. sound like it definitely probably meant something. And if you didn't understand it, it was because you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But fairies are fun. So, you know, chaotic neutral probably officially falls as like the funnest alignment that there could be. Yeah, but also one of the most dangerous to be around. Yeah. Because you don't like you don't know what you they're going know. to do. Like if you hear about like fairies, so like if you're like, "Oh, there are fairies in this field over there." Like you're it's not like, "Oh, there are like uh demons in this field over there." You're like, "I'm staying away because demons just want to hurt me and be bad and do bad yeah. things." Because there's like fairies some are like, "Oh, they they could be fine." Well, because there's some folklore where they're like, like, don't, like, don't go into that area because there are fairies. They might snatch you and take you into their realm forever, like kidnap you. But yeah. maybe they kidnap you and you have a wonderful life in the fairy yeah, realm. Maybe, you don't know. So it's maybe best they to stumble just across not. you. Yeah. Maybe they stumble across. Because here's the thing. So we talked about in the Sleeping Beauty episode. The uh, the fairies came in and like Sleeping Beauty had given birth to these two babies. Yes, and, and those two fairies they, had just been passing by. They were just passing by, and so they came and they took care of these 
babies until you know someone else came or until until uh, Sleeping Beauty woke up. So it was like a very good thing for them to do. Yeah. But again, it was like, like, we're going to take these babies and raise them as our own and be crazy. Yeah, which is like another thing that sometimes fairies do where people say that like a fairy in the middle of the night can come in and switch your baby with like one of their babies. And now you have a changeling. Yeah. In your house. And even in Disney movies, fairies get like drunk in the closet. So, you know, they can do anything. (laughs) They weren't. I don't think they were in a closet. I think they were drunk inside of a drawer. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah because they were small because they, they like shrunk down to size and then like but maybe they were drunk in the closet and just having a, a chit chat in the drawer i can't remember we'll all have to go home and watch the movie sleeping beauty so yeah fairies are a really interesting one because they are they're just like we're chaotic that's what we are neither good nor bad just whatever they feel the next one is chicken little so, or in England, it's called Henny Penny. I've had people come at me being like, no, Chicken Little is a boy because he was a boy in the movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Henny Penny is a girl. She's a hen. Anyway, there's a bunch of other animals with ridiculous names in the story. Cocky Locky. It's a rooster. Ducky Lucky. Ducky Lucky. Turkey Lurky. And uh, Dander Gander, or Pander, Lander, Jander Dander, Gander Bander. <laughs> Bo-Bander-Fee-Fi-Fo-Fander. <laughs> gander. Regardless, there's a Gander. Anyway, an acorn falls onto Chicken Little's head, and she freaks out. She thinks the sky is falling because she just, like, went to, like, the worst case scenario. So she wants to, like, go to the king and tell him. So she gets all of her friends to, like, come with her. Like, she finds them on their way. They're like, what's your problem? And she's like, the sky is falling. And they're like, oh, no. None of them question, like, maybe you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they all go trying to, like, go to the king. And then Foxy Loxy was like, maybe you should come to my lair and we'll talk to the king later. I was like, I have a shortcut if you come to my house. It's a trick. <laughs> the fox wants to eat them all. And, it, yeah, in different versions, either the Foxy Loxy eats every single person involved. Oh, man. And some of them, he eats all of them, but... Chicken Little and then Chicken Little goes to manages to get to the king. And in some of them, the fox gets none of them. They somehow outsmart the fox and then get to the king. And the king is like, you're stupid. <laughs> and I guess that's the end of the story. So it's like your stupidity can get you and your friends killed. I don't know if there's supposed to be a moral in that story for it's just ridiculous. Either way, Chicken Little. Where do we think on the alignment chart? Yeah. Stupid like, isn't on the alignment chart. Stupid isn't, but I would say like uh, stupid good, <laughs> if it were, because she's trying to help people. That's true. She's trying that is true. and herself, but she's trying to. She's warning people and being like, "Hey, let's. Yeah. We need to get to safety because the sky's going to fall and crush us all." Yeah, but I don't. Okay, here's my problem because I feel like we're inching close to saying that Chicken Little. Is neutral good? Yeah. But Chicken Little and Mulan <laughs> should not be yeah. in the same well, <laughs> the same category. I guess the I guess they can be in the same category because they're both trying to help those around them. They're trying to warn people or save people from a danger. It's yeah. just Chicken Little is stupid and Mulan is intelligent crafty brave like all these other things yeah chicken little and mulan that's 
twins. A likelier pair you will never meet. <laughs> like, no. Wrong. Yeah, I'm like really, I'm really stretching my brain to be like, well, maybe we just don't know enough. And it's like, she she could be chaotic. Like. Okay. Oh, maybe chaotic good. Just because, I mean, she doesn't mean to be chaotic on purpose. It's more of just what's inside of her as a person yeah. makes her like, make chaotic choices. Like she's freaking out. Like what, you know, what are the, what are, what is the proper protocol to go through when you think the sky is falling? She doesn't care. She's just going to run and go straight to the king. Like that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a tough one. It is. Because it's like but she is so trying that- <laughs> to do good. She is trying to do good. Yeah. It's definitely good even though she's stupid. I want to say chaotic. I want to say chaotic good just so we can feel better about her and Mulan not being the same category. Yeah, they shouldn't be in the same square. No. No. But they're both good. But they're both good. They're just good in very different ways. But let's just say the king is never going to offer Chicken Little a position on the court. <laughs> and the emperor totally does for Mulan. Awesome. So yeah, somewhere somewhere between neutral good and chaotic good is a very confused chicken. <laughs> Named Henny Penny. Named Henny Penny. All right, let's do one more. And hope it's a good one. All right. So our last one is the devil. <gasps> so we talked about his grandmother who's chaotic good. And I think. What is the devil? I think the devil is the complete opposite. He's lawful. Oh, because yeah. He, lawful. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's lawful, lawful evil. Lawful evil. Yeah. I'm glad we both came down on the same side that we're like, yeah, evil, evil. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. That's so funny. Yes, evil. (laughs) In that family tree. It's good to know that we're in agreement that the devil is evil. (laughs) Um, But it's also funny that like his grandmother in the same family and they both still can love each other, even though their alignments are different. But they probably frustrate each other a lot. Probably. The apple does fall very far from the tree in that particular family. Because he's... He's all about his contracts. Like, so we talked about in the devil and his grandmother in that story, he made the deal with those soldiers. And we talked again in that episode about the devil and major Stobo. He had this whole big contract about how he was going to have his soul. And in all of these things, he doesn't go back on the deal. When he sets that contract, he follows through on it, but he's using the contract to try to trick you. It's like, he's never like, Oh, well, uh, the contract doesn't matter. And I'm going to just, uh, take your soul anyway you know yeah yeah he's or or he also isn't like like oh you make a really good point pleading for like your life or something so i guess i'll just rip up this contract and let you go on your way like right no he's like you filled out this contract yeah we had a deal and you know going into that deal in a not with the best not in good faith you know which is kind of what we just talked about with rumpelstiltskin yeah it is interesting how it's kind of like... because Rumpelstiltskin, he makes a deal, and he follows through with the deal, but also it's not a secret. If somebody's like, I get your firstborn kid, they're probably not good. Yeah. If if they're like, I'll help you, but if only if if I can extort a child out of you, like, what are you going to do with this baby? Jeez. Yeah. So So it is interesting that Rumpelstiltskin and the devil are like the same 
Yeah, but it's funny because we've also talked in previous podcasts before that, like, if the devil kind of pops up in a in a fairy tale story, it's usually the devil got placed there after Christianity moved into the area and kind of got a hold. And they right. pull out characters that have an alignment like Rumpelstiltskin. Uh-huh. They'll pull those characters out and then they'll pop in the devil. The devil. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense that, like, these characters that have the same kind of motives and, like, alignment when they're making decision-making, that that is how people pull them out of stories and then pop them, pop in new characters that have that same alignment. Yeah, and that's interesting. And a good, like, I think this is a good one to bring up at the end, too, that it's going back, that's brought about the conversation in this way. But, like, in different cultures throughout the world, there's probably a need for, oh, we need to have a lawful good character. We need to have a lawful evil character to show these different sides of of humanity. Yeah. So it's really interesting that, you know, like that was so easy to do because there is a need in these stories to have someone fulfilling that role, showing what it can be like to be a tricky person that goes by the book, but for bad reasons. Yeah. Because there are people like that in real life and you need to be watching out for them. So it could be an easy yeah. for like a morality tale or it could it would be something that someone might have had experience with that they want to bring into a story. Yeah. They're like, you can't cheat the Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, devil. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. You can't cheat the Rumpelstiltskin. Man, that was really, really fun. That was way more fun. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to be a fun like, I agree. Thing to do, but that was way more fun. Because I, when I came up with the characters, I didn't have any preconceived notions about where people would end up, except maybe the devil. I was like, ah, eh, probably. Well, no, I was even like, oh, evil somewhere on that chart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I kind of, when I was throwing out some of the characters when we were discussing who we might want to, I was putting things in there, like we brought up with like the sheep or whatever. Like some of them I did have because I was trying to make sure we covered the spectrum. So I was like, oh, yeah, this person would probably be this. This one would probably be that. But when we further examine them and their actions and what they do, we realize that they're so different than what we thought. That's what was so fun to me was how, you know, when you actually get into it, you'll be surprised. By yeah. what these characters are. I was like, almost none of these were what I expected them to be. Yeah. Like, almost none of them. Which is just insane. It was so fun. And we hope, you know, you had fun listening along with us. Thanks for listening to our very, like, non-academic <laughs> podcast <laughs> episode of just having fun, lightening the mood. Yeah, because we all could use a little bit of that these days, for sure. But yeah, and if you have any opinions on any things we said, you know, I will go to bat for a lot of these, but I could be swayed in some others. So let us know, uh, you know, on our Facebook page. If you go to the Fairy Tellers uh, page on Facebook, you could probably uh, argue with us a little bit about what you think about these characters. Or you could even ask about one that maybe we'll cover in another podcast, depending on how long everyone's stuck in quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to do this again, even if we just have our own private call where we just do this like every <laughs> it's week. Just, it's we don't just. need to do the podcast anymore. It's just, it's just, ooh, ooh, we could spin it off, a, a spin off Fairy Tellers podcast, the Alignment Chart podcast. Yes. Coming just... to your ears soon. <laughs> anyway, if you've stuck, if you stuck around this long, we appreciate it. Thank you. 
And we really hope that you are feeling good, keeping safe. We hope life gets better for everybody soon. Thank you for listening to The Fairy Tellers. If you are enjoying what we're doing, please support us by leaving us a review or share us with your friends. Special thanks to Andrew Forey for our music and Clarice Inch for our artwork. This episode contains additional music from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech Music. Check him out at Incompetech.com. If you are a dreamer, come in. If you are a dreamer, a wisher, a liar, a hoper, a prayer, a magic bean buyer, if you're a pretender, come sit by my fire, for we have some flax golden tails to spin. Come in, come in. Invitation by Shel Silverstein. These are the rules. I am evil. <laughs> Was that punctuated with a car horn? Yeah. <laughs> like somebody outside is doing some social distancing. <laughs> And it's just playing with their car. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to go outside. They're saying, I'm here. You have to stay in your house. <laughs>